There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, 10.04 now, four minutes after 10 o'clock. Gen Z workers are gently roasting their millennial colleagues for using the phrase out of pocket because it has a different meaning for younger people. Uh, again, why would you roast someone because you changed the meaning of something to benefit yourself, which is fine. I don't mind you doing that. But then you roast somebody else because they don't think it means the same thing to them. That makes no sense. At all. Okay, so what are we, I don't even know, I never would use this phrase, because I, in my mind, out of, out of pocket, pocket means, like, I'm taking the hit financially, yeah, you right? Yeah, you have to spend the money. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, like, I don't think I feel confident <clears throat> enough in that, so what do they say it means? So, Gen Z, again, is how old? They are a little younger than AJ. I want to say they're, like, 24, 23, men younger. Okay, first of all... Gen Z, understand one thing. Your brain isn't even fully developed yet. Right. And it is not until you're 28 years old at least. So maybe you should calm down and let your brain develop fully before you start roasting other people. Roasted. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and this would be millennial would be you. They're yep. roasting you. Age, so I kind of looked it up, and the rough ages are millennials start around 27 right now to 42-ish. And Gen Z is 11 to 26. Okay. So Gen Z TikTokers are poking fun at their older colleagues who use the term out of pocket. Millennials and boomers use the phrase to say, wait a minute. God, this thing, the ads popping up on this thing now are just horrible. Yeah, they're garbage. Have you ever been out of pocket while at work? Your answer probably depends on whether you're part of Gen Z. Uh, the TikToker uh, at Not A Hand pointed out in a video on Saturday that different generations had different understandings of what it meant to be out of pocket, and dozens of Gen Z commenters are poking fun at their older colleagues for using the term incorrectly. As of Monday, the video had over 900,000 views and 1,000 a, a comments. I don't really understand how this could ha even happen. I'm just excited to hear what the other version is. Okay, yet another ad popped up, so I'll have to reset it again. For millennials and boomers, the term can mean they'll be away part of the day and maybe unreachable. Oh, they're talking about their phone out of pocket. Oh. Because out of pocket to you and me meant the same thing. It's money out of pocket. Yeah, I would think that that's, so maybe we, maybe you and I are actually, we've been Gen Z this whole time. Yeah, there you go. Uh, like if they have a crisis or whatever. For Gen Zers, the phrase means acting chaotically or out of hand. So the idea of your manager being out of pocket for the afternoon has younger workers absolutely lose. No, 
I'm sorry, that's not what out-of-pocket means at all. The phrase means acting chaotically or out of hand. No, that's not what out-of-pocket means at all. That's out of control or out of hand. Well, more importantly, neither of them think of it as our definition, so maybe we need to quit yeah. using this phrase. <laughs> it means something different like, every 20 years. Yeah, but. like oh. maybe phrases that we think are helping or not. Out-of-pocket definitely means what, like if you're, if Brittany, if you come in here acting a fool, like you're being out of pocket, like you're acting out crazy. of your normal. Yeah, like you're doing look something at, that's outlandish. Look at Gen Z over here. Like the first, the first definition that they thought it was. That's not. Well, I've never heard anybody use it like that. Tom and I completely believe it means paying out of pocket, like paying yourself. Like yeah, it's if, out of pocket. Like let's say um, Hubbard bought us twin tickets, but if I want to buy us drinks, that's out of pocket. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you're paying out of pocket, but like. If you just tell somebody they're like acting out of pocket, it's like, yeah, that's you're being ridiculous. You're being crazy. Yeah. You're acting out of pocket by yeah, this way definition. To way to go. We're not agreeing with you. My boss, every time she's going to be out of the office for a portion of the day, not a whole day, but for like a doctor's appointment or something, she'll say, I'm going to be out of pocket today from one to two. The TikToker said it just cracks me up every time because it's like, what are you going to, what are you going to get up to, girl? <laughs> crazy, you can get crazy from one to three at your is... dentist appointment. What do you mean by going to get up to? So like that person's going, they're thinking the definition is like you're going to be acting a fool, mm -hmm. and this woman is trying to convey that she's going to be off the grid or unavailable. But they had to even change that line. What are you going to get up to, girl? Right. Like, what are you up to? Like, yeah, what, like, what are you up to? What is it going to get up like, to? Or, like, what are you going to get into? I don't know. That's just a different What are you that. up to? I'm you don't just, have to add all those yeah. other words. Yeah, what are you up to? Yeah, what are you up to, Tevin? Well, I'll tell you what I'm up to. I'm going to get out of pocket in this booth is what I'm going to do. Getting out of pocket, yeah. man. No question about it. Yeah, that whole article makes no sense whatsoever. I don't care what you think it means. It's just, it's like saying, oh, you know, your use of English is not proper. Shut up. Shut up. Right. It's all I'm, just different slang. I'm exactly. never going to use that term because I feel like there's a lot of confusion around it. I What I usually tend to do when I would say things like, you know, I'm out of pocket, and they'd go, you're misusing it. I'd go, yeah, you know, one thing I'm out of pocket about is I hate you and get the hell away from me. What do you think? That's not, that's actually in line with your personality. That's, that's not fair. Out of get away from me. If you're going to be such a pain in the ass, just get away from me. Yeah. Right? It's not a showstopper. It's not a conversation stopper to have to I... clarify, well, you're out of pocket? Yeah, yeah, I'll be unavailable. Or, yeah, I've decided to start acting crazy from one to three today. <laughs> okay, this next one, I'm a little, this is me. I think they were following me around and wrote this article based on me. Oh, no. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Why you always need to pee when you get close to home. Right? It's true. As as I drive home, the closer I get, it's like, God, I have to pee. Do you know how many times? <laughs> so, like, Gogo and Justin will be playing in the yard. Oh, yeah. And I go, I can't, because she always sees me and wants me. I go, I have to pee. My husband's always like, why are you always saving? And I go, because I want to do home pee. And it's not like you're saving it. I kind it's of just, am. Sorry, Oh, you do Sometimes. save it? Like, if I have to pee, it's a 20-minute drive for me to go home. I will really weigh out before I leave here if I want to do a home pee or pee here in the building. Yeah, I understand that. Thanks. You got to go when you got to go. I yeah. do understand that part. Maybe you were commuting home from work or perhaps the, in the final stretch of your road trip, you really needed to go to the bathroom. As you inched closer to home, the urge grew. You shifted positions in your seat, tried to distract yourself as you approached your front door. 
Panic set in. You beelined it to the bathroom with only a second to spare. You made it, but just barely. This phenomenon is known as the latchkey incontinence. Hmm. What do you think of that action? I love it. Just a nazzy name. Latchkey It occurs because a situational cue, in this case, arriving home and putting your key in the door, triggers the need to pee. So your brain is so used to that that when you put that key in the... First of all, I don't put a key in my own door. I don't even have a key to my house. Exactly. I literally don't. I just never... We never use the front door. Exactly. This is what, I, don't, I don't use a key to get into my own house. I have a garage door opener. Some people do use keys, though, like especially in Minneapolis when your uh, garage is not attached to your house. Yeah, that would be a different deal. That would, if, if you're not attached to your garage, that would be a totally different argument. Yeah. You're right. Because now I've, we've got keypads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. We, get, we do whatever we own. What, whichever door we own, we always put a keypad on, yeah, on the yeah. outside doors. Those are nice. Indeed, it's more common in people with overactive bladder. Well, of course it is. That you didn't even have to say that. Urgency, urinary incontinence. But uh, I don't know. It just like I said. I, 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 it is true. I go through this all the time. The closer I get to the house, the more I have to pee. And now, even talking about going pee, I have to pee. I have that problem where so when Gogo was first born, I was holding my pee a lot just because like I wait. I'll wait till she takes a nap sure. or whatever. And then I'll be living my life around the house, and I'm holding my pee, and in so much pain, I'm like, what? I forgot. Like, I can pee whenever now. Like, I just kind of forgot that I have the freedom to pee whenever. I like, what the hell is Chipotle? What is that? Is it a lot? I would assume it's like a Chipotle drive-thru. It says Maple Grove Planning Chipotle. I don't even know what the hell that would mean. We're going to find out right now, though. I'll drive there. That's a good, yeah, absolutely. Chipotle's good, isn't it? You and I love Chipotle. You and I once talked about how, <laughs> this was really bad. <laughs> you and I were once talking about, this was years ago, but it made me laugh so hard. There was like a salmonella outbreak, because you know they have that a lot. And I was like, I kind of like it because the lines are short. Absolutely, you got shorter lines. <laughs> and you were saying the same. Can you I got say, a poop, you got a poop. Can Sorry. I say something controversial? Yeah. Sure. Cadoba is better than Chipotle. Kudoba is good. Kudoba, do you, Kudoba, yeah. They have a lot of good uh, random options where you go, oh, okay, mm. I'll have that. Like, they got more veggie options. But I feel like, I don't know if it's better. I think that quality-wise, like the ingredients-wise, Chipotle does it better. But I like that Kudoba has more options. I can respect that. Thank you. You know what's so amazing about that? We had a couple of great Mexican restaurants over on the north side. They're, mm-hmm. no, they're not there anymore or whatever. <clears throat> Was there ever a Mexican restaurant downtown Minneapolis way back in the day? Because I'm trying to think, and I don't remember there be. There were Chinese restaurants, you know, there were all kinds of different restaurants, but I just I don't remember there being a Mexican restaurant downtown. And maybe I'm way out of my mind. There are now, obviously, but I'm talking about back in the day. I don't think there was a Mexican restaurant downtown. Okay, there was, when I was a kid, I remember my cousins had run the marathon, and we went down to this, in, in, and I wish somebody could help me remember it. There was this Mexican restaurant where they would put, like, this little cactus chip. It was like a chip that's shaped like a cactus, mm-hmm. and they would stab it into your food, and it would sit straight up. Really? This little chip. And I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but it was so, I remember it being so good and how exciting is it where was it downtown minneapolis oh, it was downtown. so okay. i can't remember the name of it and if somebody can remember i would it would make my day because i've thought about this restaurant so many times i remember they had like oh like corn dishes and stuff that were so mm-hmm. good 
Is there anything better than when you go to a restaurant and then somebody immediately puts chips and salsa on your table? That is pretty good. No, there's nothing better than there's, that. Is true. And it's like glistening because they're still warm, the chips. Yep. There's literally nothing better. No, the only like Mexican restaurant downtown that I can think of off the top of my head is Fuzzy's, which is like a uh, taco spot. That's so there's really still good. not a full-blown Mexican restaurant downtown? Not that I can That's think of. weird. No. I mean, you would think there would be, because I don't remember one being downtown when I was a kid. Maybe there was, but I don't remember it. But I love Mexican. I mean, be, I go to Barrio all the time. Barrio's phenomenal. Barrio's so good. Um, I love El Taquito on mm -hmm. Robert Street in West St. Paul. That's like Love my, West mm -hmm. St. Paul. That's like, because that's where I grew up. Love it. And they have so many good Mexican restaurants over on Robert Street. It's so good. We are so lucky, and I don't know if people understand this, to have St. Paul and Minneapolis. They're two completely different cities, mm -hmm. and I love that. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they're so different. I, I really like that a lot. Yeah. So, uh, what? It might have been Chevy's. Was it Chevy's? Was there a downtown? It was Chevy's. That was uh, like yeah. 15 years ago, something like that. And I think, I don't know if it's still open now, but there's one that's right across from the Mall of America, I believe. Is that like fast? Because I was young. Was that, is that I like think fast, so, yeah. Mex like fast casual? I believe so, yeah. Damn. In my mind, it was <clears throat> so good. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Mexican food, man. That's all I'm saying, right? Agreed. I don't know. I was trying to think of any bad Mexican restaurant chains, but I can't really think of any. There must be, I would assume, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, even, like, the ones that aren't, like, necessarily good, they're, like, the like Taco Bell. Like, people still love Taco Bell. Oh, I love Taco Bell. Even though it's yeah, not, too. like, a traditional Mexican food. No, you're right. Place. You're absolutely right. See, I remember the Taco Bell out on Bass Lake Road. Mm -hmm. There was There were two Mexican restaurants that were, like, a half a block apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. But there were, one of them was a Taco Bell, and the other one was, I can't remember what it was, but there, what the hell. There was also, you and I, because I lived over uh, by you in Golden Valley, you know where that Lunds and Byerly's was. There was that Mexican restaurant that was attached to that mini mall at the end. I think I know what you're talking about. It's delicious. It's still there. Yeah, it, it is, is still there. Phenomenal. It's so good, and you get so much food. You mean right there on Golden Valley Road in 100? Yes. yes. Yeah, that place is great. Oh my, we 10 out there of all 10. The, the queso there? It's like, get so you a, good. And you a little margarita? You're like, Let's go. You're like, uh -oh. here's five bucks, and they're like, here's a giant burrito. You're like, mm -hmm. okay. I'm like, I feel like I need to give you five more <laughs> dollars just more out of money? respect. I know. What yeah. is it? It starts with an S, I think. I should look it up. Santino's or something like that. It was so good. I can't remember the name of it, but it was really, really good it's still there like like tevin said that restaurant is still there but a good restaurants in that, in that area as a matter of fact yeah nothing wrong with that at all ladies and gentlemen so while you're looking that up i will get back to the story to wrap it up quickly the maple grove planning commission recommended approval monday night of a plan for a new chipotle restaurant that would include an order pickup lane believed to be the first for the city referred to as a chipotle lane the food pickup lane would be reserved for online orders only. The restaurant would be located in a vacant lot on County Road 101 next to the Hy-Vee Grocery Store in the southwest part of the city. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good area anyway. I know exactly where they're talking about. Almost all their new ones include a pickup window, said John Johansson, one of the development partners in the Chipotle project. What is that Johnny Johansson that I know? Johnny's a great guy, really nice man. It's unlike most drive throughs uh, we all know these uh, quick-serve restaurants uh, address consumer choices. Consumer choice is they don't want to get out of their car. Johansson said customers aren't supposed to uh, enter the pickup lane until they receive a message that their order is ready. Customers can also reserve a pickup lane, a pickup time, excuse me, in advance. So 
Nice to see Johnny Johansson's yeah. name on there. He's a developer. Really, really nice man. Yeah, that's awesome. And the restaurant, at least that I was thinking of, is Teresa's. Teresa's, yeah. Well, it's called Teresa's. Teresa's. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that. funny you've been there. Why have you been there? Like, Because my girlfriend was like, hey, we ought to go to this Teresa's place that she had been. And I was like, okay, let's go. And Would you stop lying and saying you have a girlfriend? I, if, I keep saying saying it out loud, if I keep saying it out loud yeah. enough, He's like, and he mentions it every show. He's like, my mm. girlfriend. You know, my girlfriend will be over and I will have we have to take a break because we have Kristen Burt coming up right after this this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app you need to know a guy for your auto repairs legal issues banking and more the same goes for investment advice you need a guy to help you be successful someone you can trust who gets results well I got a guy for you Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit bialkilaw.com. <laughs> 
That's B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. i got to talk these folks into going to Teresa's one of these days. That would not be a hard ask. No. No. It is good. No. That's not a hard sell at all. You right. always ask people you don't see all the time to go for lunch and hang out. I would love if you were like, Brittany, let's go to lunch. I'd well, do the, it. The three of us could go to lunch. We could have Kristen fly in. Yeah. We could bring Alex because we, we were talking about it today that I love Alex more than you. Yeah. She always decides that she loves my daughter more than I do. Because I was saying she should sit across from me so I can, you know, like I was like, she'll just sit right there so well, I can you see want, her. That's fine. And you go, you don't want her sitting next to you? I go, what? Yeah, you backstab her. I would, sh- I would share a chair with Alex if she let me. Backstab her. Kristen. All I know. How the heck are you? <laughs> Doing great. How are you guys? Good. All right. That was quiet, but <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that you guys are good. No, we are. We are very good. I mean, the twins got everybody a little bit down, but we're we're surviving, and we're happy now that you're on. Okay. Well, I've been um, up this morning dealing with all of the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith news. What now? I haven't even seen that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're it's so divorced? interesting. And I'll mention this kind of like as an aside, but we're in the era of. Um, the celebrity memoir. Like a few years ago, mm-hmm. it was a celebrity podcast. We're now in the era of celebrity memoirs. And Jada Pinkett Smith has a memoir coming out October 17th called Worthy. And she revealed, and she also revealed this not only in her memoir, but also in a Today Show interview this morning, that she and Will Smith have been separated for the last seven years. What? Jeez. Seven years. How did no one know this? Well, it's it's so strange because there's been tons of rumors about their marriage over the past, you know, few years that they live in open marriage mm-hmm. or that there were rumors that they allegedly enjoyed threesomes or were swingers or Ish. things like that. Um, she did fess up to a an affair um, with her Alcina. son's friend, August Alcina. What? Yeah, yes. She... Which became sort of part of the lexicon of because she called it an entanglement. Oh, God. Um, but she said, we just didn't know how to figure it out, like how we were working it out behind closed doors. So until we could figure out what that looked like, we just presented a united front in public. Um, so (laughs) they are leading completely separate lives. They, as of right now, she said they have no plans to divorce which probably means to me is a financial situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot tied up in real estate and other investments. But um, I think some of that might explain that slap heard around the world in 2022 mm-hmm. as well. So I, kind of interesting. I have heard, and I've never talked to him, never met him or any of that stuff, but I have heard that Will Smith is one of the most arrogant, way over-the-top assholes on earth. I've heard that from a lot of people. You know, I, I think it really depends on who you talk to, who's had yeah. a good interview with them, who's had a bad interview with them. I have had friends that worked on Aladdin, and they had a great experience on set. Well, that's good. So I, I, 
you know, I think it really just depends on the situation. Um, but he is an A-list star, and I think we saw a different side to him when we saw that Oscar slap um, with Chris Rock. It mm -hmm. was. It, I still think it's shocking um, because we've seen one side of Will Smith, and I think we saw another side that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, many, many people have told me that have worked with him in the past. He's unbearable to be around. Well, that'll happen. <laughs> Which is disappointing, too, because, you know, he has been one of those that has presented an image that is friendly and oh, likable yeah. and funny. Um, you know, he's been in our living rooms for years, going back to his Fresh Prince of Bel-Air TV series. His marriage to Jada Pinkett Smith has been really fascinating um, mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. And I think that some her memoir obviously gives a little bit more insight we're like oh okay there was a lot going on behind closed doors yeah so if they're not together anymore why did he go get so upset with chris rock who was just joking around anyway <sighs> you know no sense. um i don't have the second part to that their interview because it hasn't been released yet by the today show but mm -hmm. apparently there is a sort of pre-story to what happened with um Oscar night so that they had some sort of maybe discussion or something happened between Will and Jada and possibly leading up to the point of that slap. I still uh, think it was I, I just think that Chris Rock was collateral damage in all of this. It wasn't like Right, right. But um, for anyone, and I know we've had this discussion, I know for a long time you thought that this was a total PR stunt. I will tell you that that was never a PR stunt because the damage that was done to his career, some of it's um, irreparable. Yeah, but that's his problem. He should have thought through. It is a problem, and he's going to be fine because he has a ton mm. of money in the bank, and right, so he's you right. know he's not going to be down on his luck or anything else like that. But for someone who's enjoyed sort of that A-list movie star status for so long, mm -hmm. that is a big fall from grace, and I think that that's a hard thing to sort of grapple with. Okay, I'm asking the three of you and all our listeners. I don't understand if that was real why Chris Rock didn't even bother to put his hands up to try to prevent that slap from hitting him right in the face. Yeah, well, I think he just was like, we're on national television right now. There's right. no way he's going to slap me in the face. Yeah, and I disagree. He's looking for the publicity. That was the exact time he was going to slap you. I, I don't know if I would have reacted that way because I don't think I would have thought Will Smith was coming to charge me on the stage and, and slap me. I, I, out of shock, I'm not sure I would have reacted until it was maybe too late. Why did he kick yeah. him in the seeds right after that? Wait, which one? You want Chris Rock to <laughs> kick him in the seeds? Or yeah. you like, Will, like, finish him off? Well, I think but it, you can't win in that situation. Remember, no, you, you are on you're live right. TV globally. Yeah. You're right. And if you fight back, mm -hmm. that also creates a whole other level of situation for for chris rock chris rock probably did the best thing he could which was yeah. make a, a quick quip turn the ship around and continue on oh could you imagine if chris like if it would have like actually turned into a fight like two black guys on stage and we would so never like usual you know what do you mean? Like, you <laughs> uh, we're gonna get canceled. He took he took a long time to react to that. Like, give, let me get my Chris Rock on and just um, analyze the situation here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I still do not under. Uh, there is no excuse for security allowing him to walk up on that stage. A hundred percent. That excuse. was handled so poorly. The fact that you had people reacting to 
um, Warren Beatty reading off the, and Faye Dunaway reading off the wrong name for Best Picture oh, several yeah, years before, right. but nobody reacting to violence on the stage yep. is unbelievable. Um, the Academy has obviously had to change some of their laws and security and everything else, but it, it's one of those situations that it was handled in the mo in the worst possible way on yeah, multiple yeah, levels. Yeah. Didn't he have any friends, I'm talking about Will Smith, any friends in the audience that said, whoa, 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 man, don't go up there. You, you stand up and grab and go, don't do this. I mean, didn't he have any friends? I don't think any, everyone sat there in shock. I was at the Academy, uh, the official Academy party that night. Oh, okay. And I remember watching it, being surrounded by Academy members and Everyone just looked in disbelief because then you're like, oh, is he going up there to do something funny? Is this something pre-planned? And then all of a sudden, once you saw him slap Chris Rock, we all stood in shock. And, yeah. and the gasp in the auditorium, I it, I will never forget it. Oh, I, I, like I said, I just assumed it was fake because like, how did that ever, how was that ever allowed to happen? Where the hell is mm. security? Right. And especially because after what was I forget what award show it was, but when Kanye West went up on stage and yeah. hijacked Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. 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 You would think like after that moment, all but the award shows would absolutely. be like, hey, we can't let people just run up on stage. Yep. Keep in mind, though, like a big part of the award shows is the live aspect in bits. Like people will do silly bits where they go up there and like, you know, Chris Rock was probably in like a, well, what is he walking? Is he going to do something silly? Like, what's going to happen? I mean, it's Will Smith. I mean, yeah. Chris Rock, did you watch his stand-up talking about this? I think you uh, did. Yeah, I did, yeah. He actually, the way he talked about it, I mean, he started off saying, let me just say this. I was a huge fan of Will Smith. I idolized him. I, you know, the things he's done. So you walk, it'd be like if you were walking towards me, I would never assume you would be slapping me when I you were punch you in the stomach. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not totally if I'm different. pregnant, sir. <laughs> Not if, yes. Are I you will. trying to announce something on the show? Oh, right now? Yeah. God, no. Oh, God, no. Really? But if you came up to me, if you aggressively walked from me when I'm on stage, Tom, I trust you so much. I idolize you. I, I've, you know, I, and most things I've learned in radio are from you. Let me see how much cash I got. <laughs> but I'm saying I would never expect you to hit me. No, I wouldn't think I would. So it's like I it really. I think I would hit you. Yeah. It's almost like an out of body experience, mm -hmm. and yeah. I I don't know if anything as traumatic has happened to you. I've had traumatic things happen to me, where you don't know why you responded the way you responded, mm -hmm. and you literally rely on no no response because you're like. Everything seems out of yeah. character right yep. now. Yep. Yeah, and when you work in live TV too, um, especially in front of a live audience, you're the adrenaline's already going. You're a little bit nervous, mm -hmm. um, so there's already sort of that like heightened sense of like, okay, like I just gotta like get the lines out and do what I have to do. And the fact that Chris Rock has never taken Will Smith's phone call ever since Will Smith has tried Good. to apologize, but Good. Chris said it was just too traumatic of an event. It was also traumatic for his daughters, um, mm -hmm. seeing their dad hit live on oh, TV. They were really oh, concerned. Yeah. And he said, you know, there just was a lot of fallout that people just don't expect. You don't think about that. But they were all sitting at home watching their dad and all of a sudden their dad's beaten on TV. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. You know, I can just picture Andy. Somebody walks up on stage and slaps me and he go, hey, he probably had it coming. Andy would be so <laughs> unbothered. Alex would be a wreck. She'd be a wreck, but Andy wouldn't care. He's like, eh, How whatever. would Catherine react? Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> he needs a better angle. If he puts his right. weight, his hips into it when he slaps him. Exactly. He should have had a better slap. 
Yeah, I don't think it would go over very well, someone walking up and slapping a member of my family. That wouldn't yeah. go too well. But it's amazing that it still resonates. We're almost two years out from the yeah, slap. True. We can't stop talking about it yep. because it really was that shocking. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing sort of that second part of what happened maybe before the ceremony that yeah. maybe led up to this situation. But um, we're going to get a ton of celebrity memoirs, by the way, this fall. Barbara Streisand. We've got... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has one right now. Kerry Washington, Britney Spears is coming up later this month. So we're going to be hit with a lot of behind-the-scenes stories, which I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah, I like those. I like the behind-the-scenes Hollywood stories, definitely. Yeah, and I think Barbara Streisand's ready to dish, and she's got a whole you know, career of them, so I'm ready for it. Yeah, that's the one thing that I hope with all these memoirs that are coming out is that they actually like give some of yeah. the dirty, grimy secrets, yeah. not just yep. a kind of glaze over everything that we already know. Yeah, the ones that are really authentic and, and resonate, I, I, I think that they're so much more fascinating. I think it's why Prince Harry's spare memoir really is going to, it's going to wind up being the top seller of the year, by the way. It's going to be the number one book of 2023 because he gave stories that we haven't hear, heard about the royal family behind the scenes. And you're like, that really goes on. And of course, it's his side to the story. We mm -hmm. get that, but it's pretty juicy. Now, yeah. Which one is that one, Prince Andrew? Who's that? Uh, Harry. Uh, Prince Harry. Prince He's Harry. the one married to Meghan Markle. They left yep. the royal family. Oh, that in guy. What California. a pain in the ass those people are. Oh my <laughs> We God. love them here in California. Oh, they're disgusting. Ugh. No, we love them. Here, you've been handed your, uh, this beautiful life. Now, why don't you piss and moan nonstop? I don't think royal life is very beautiful. And in fact, it is well documented that it is very challenging for the women who marry into the family. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Including Kate Middleton, Princess yep. Diana, Meghan Markle, how they are treated Catherine and Grant. what is expected of them. That is pretty antiquated when you take a look at. Um, no, I, I understand that part. Yeah. No question about it. But I just. No, I can't. I can't see Catherine even just. Okay, you have to do this. No, I don't. I know. <laughs> I actually think none of us on this show would do well in that no, situation. No. But if no. you told me I had to wear pantyhose, forget it. Oh, game over. <laughs> Why Ew. would you have to wear pantyhose? Forever. You can't show She's your legs. Be English proper. You can't show bare legs. Why didn't she just put on nylons or something instead of that's the what, whole panty? Isn't that that's what pantyhose is? Yeah. Well, they just got another. just ones that don't yeah. have the panty part. No, the whole thing, like, that's what pantyhose is is nylons listen i don't want to um, wear nylons for that long but i'm just no, saying there are just regular nylons too sure yeah there's just like different degrees of them right. sure. you could wear like tights tights are a little bit more comfortable yeah, than tights, like there that. you go yeah something like that but again they want your they like skin tone right nylons. yeah you can yeah, see that it's a skin tone thing it's very 1950s and 60s type of wardrobe oh, guidelines Christ. we gotta go because now alex is here so now i gotta That's put it. up with Brittany and alex together and you <laughs> The three of Wishing you. Wishing you luck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. She's setting her up. There you go. Are you giving her headphones? We're talking to Kristen Bird, Alex. I'm familiar. <laughs> I'm familiar. Not very like, I've known her for over a decade. <laughs> for over please. a decade, but other than that. I think about that sometimes, and I'm like, I've known these people yeah. for over a decade. Like, the podcast. <laughs> but it's That's wild. Like, you were what, seven? I don't know. Right? Something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, just. He was a youth. Alex, you weren't even married, right? No, I was. Dan and I had just started dating a few oh months before the podcast started. That's crazy. It no, is. I, I hope when we finally meet in person, I'm not disappointing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like if you're just like, oh, she's so fun. And then in person you're like, wow, she's like a wet noodle. <laughs> I remember being on the show like very early and like listening because it was before we were doing a lot of video. And so all I heard was Kristen's voice. And I just assumed that she was like a, my age, some 20 year old girl living out in LA and then they're like and she oh, is yeah, she is <laughs> she I was shocked end that sentence because it's not going to go I well I was like Kevin go. where are you going with yeah. this well, you know what so tell us about the movies that you see <laughs> TV shows well nice to go hey can we bring Alex up is there a picture up or can yeah you can add her in Kevin yeah let me do my job yeah. there we go oh boy that took a lot nice effort wow yep you look great. Here to make people Thanks. Happy. I'm freshly washed. That so must be nice. <laughs> I'm freshly washed. Love a shower. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Just surrounded by superstars. I'm right in the middle. Surrounded <laughs> you're very, by superstars. You're very like Halloween. Oh, I dress up like this on Halloween. And his pants are Halloween. brown. He's dressed like he doesn't you're, want to get hit by a car on a job. Are those the Duluth Trading Cup practices? Yes. He looks great. Look at how, look how workman he is. He's very like, October <laughs> vibes, too. Can you you even could be a pumpkin. Him? You could be a traffic cone for Halloween. I could. Absolutely. Fawn wanted to be a pumpkin for a little while. She wanted to be a box and then a pumpkin. A and box. now she wants a box. She wanted to just wear a box. I feel that. Mm -hmm. okay, and now Alex. she's going to be Mavis from Hotel Transylvania. Oh, cute. Mavis, so you cute. have to tell, because I think everybody else knows the story. You have to tell Kristen Burt about what your daughter said about the bed when over the weekend. Do you know the story, Kristen? I don't. About, okay. I didn't think so. God, okay. I love this story. So now, Fawny is seven years old for listeners. She's a seven-year-old girl. Seven going on, like, what, 62? 62. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So we stayed at an Airbnb. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. We were. Gorgeous. We went to a wedding an hour away, and we stayed in an Airbnb. And the kids' rooms, the beds were just, like, twin beds. Neutral. Simple, white frame, white blanket. And... Fawn was going downstairs. She was supposed to be going to sleep, and she was like, I'm going to go get that blanket that's downstairs. And I was like, well, Bop-Bop's going to use that blanket, so you just use what's on the bed. She's like, well, these are like rags. <laughs> and then I was like, what? And she's like, this is like an orphan's bed. <laughs> she can't an handle a neutral palette. An orphan's bed. That's so funny. Yeah. Good God. And then so my, do you, have you told the fire station sage introduction no, story? No, that's a good one. Okay. Well, we need it on video. It's more. Yeah, on video would be good. Okay, so Brittany, you and I will just do it. Yeah. So we go to a fire station and we're like getting a tour of the fire station. And the firefighter looks at Sage and he's like, hey, how are you? And put out your hand like you're going to shake my hand. You're the firefighter. Yep. Sage goes, Sage, five years old. <laughs> like okay I, like, whatever I wonder if he practiced that somewhere I, he, like he does it in the mirror yeah <laughs> probably five years cute. old I know and the guy was just cracking up he was like okay it's like yeah it is nice to meet me yes. why did that take a year to, to so do the official. fire truck thing because it was kind of a like we it happened right as it was getting cold, and we were like, we don't want yeah. to do it when it's cold outside. That was last year. And yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, we'll do it in the spring. And then spring was crazy. You know, things, kids, stuff gets busy. You know? Yeah, because Catherine and I bid on their trip on this fire truck. They oh, get to ride in a cool. fire truck, so we, we bid, made the, the highest bid to make sure they got it. Yep. So I wanted to see it, but we never got around to see it because it was so random. 
What are you going to do? Well, you couldn't have seen it anyway because it was a ride to school in a fire truck and you're <gasps> always working. I was going to ride with them. But then you said, I can't do it. I have to work. It's all I ever do is work. So. It's nonstop. <laughs> Question. There you go. Non-stop working. Did they have a blast? Did they go to school in a fire truck? They didn't go to school in a fire truck because it was to the other campus that they don't go to. Yeah. It was like the parameters of the whole thing. And so they were like, we'll just drive you to the other school, take a picture, drive you back. Yeah, perfect. So they got like 45 minutes of a fire truck ride. <laughs> Works better anyways. Be yes, yeah, Somebody exactly. who's had to know, pick up yeah. kids, if I see a fire truck was in the way, I'd be like, come on, people. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Drop-off's hard enough. It is hard. It's chaotic. It is. Did they turn on the siren? Oh, yeah. And they oh, I the knew horn. it. The kids sat in the back, and they had to put headphones with the little microphone oh. on. Oh, God. I want to do that. <laughs> I know. It was weird. Dan and I both did it, and we were like, this is fun. Uncle That's Tommy awesome. will have to so have to cool. make another bid so you can get on there, Chris. No, they stopped. I know. I have to fly to Minneapolis. Yeah. They, they stopped, can't do it anymore. They stopped though. allowing yep. civilians on fire trucks at yep. like can't ends. do it anymore. Yeah, but yeah. Sage, five years old, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's not, <laughs> not a civilian. <laughs> Sage, five years old. Maybe you've heard of me. <laughs> what is day. it a liability situation? Is I think that why so. They yeah, know? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Such is life. So we're talking. We were just talking about. Jada Pinkett and, uh, well, Kristen, you reveal because you're the one who revealed the story. What happened now? Yes. What they do Jada now? Pinkett Smith revealed that she and Will Smith have been separated for the last seven years. Who's surprised? <laughs> Nobody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is funny to think about it. It's like, yeah, that actually makes a lot more sense than whatever we've been pretending yeah. that they've oh, been doing. I feel like everything that goes on with that family is just a big, weird stunt that doesn't actually make any sense. Like, they didn't, they didn't think to ask anybody, should yeah. we tell people this? Yeah. And they just Yeah, the it. Red Table Talk Facebook watched show was oftentimes very revealing and you're like should you be telling people this and i understand that they're like we're trying to be authentic yeah and share our stories to maybe help other people out there but uh, they do have some uh, they have some strange ties to scientology yeah. you know maybe about a decade ago maybe even a little bit longer than that 15 years ago that still are inexplicable and uh, you know they oftentimes talk about t taking psychedelics with their kids yeah. again a little inexplicable it's a good well, show who hasn't done that yeah right dad you and i we shroom all the time oh, all the time <laughs> There's no getting so around So there's it. just stuff that you're always like, interesting ways of parenting, interesting choices. I suppose that is true. I yes. mean, everybody's yeah. got those. I mean, I'm sure people look at ways I parent. It's like, interesting. But with them, it's like, what are you doing? Right. Please stop. Right. Please stop. Right. Like, like, a little bit more I, vegan extreme, is different I think, than too. taking shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those two. Yes, <laughs> as there's more to come because she's, you know, her her memoirs dropping. So we've got another at least week's oh. worth of headlines w between the two of them, um, and then it'll be Britney Spears because her memoir comes out October 24th, and it's supposed to be an expose on Justin Timberlake. Oh my! Yeah, no. That so they, makes me feel sad because I want to like him. He's I know he's my favorite. I know he's you do, not but... very likable in his personal I life. Know. You can like his music. I like a... you want you want the that was like my main crush as a child. Yeah, it's like I want him to be a good guy. You have terrible taste in men. I'm I sorry. guess so. I don't know. As a as a teenager, well, you're, you're a red flag. Like the flags yeah. are waving right in front of you. <laughs> and I just was like, just it's gonna be May. 
It's gonna be nice. Show's over. Yeah, it really has got to wrap this up. My God, it's a disaster. No question. You're a disaster, Tom. You're a, no, you are a disaster, Tom. I am a disaster. Well, you are a disaster. That's absolutely true. But all right, anything else we should cover? Because oh my God, the clock is ticking. Anything else happening? <laughs> um, just a reminder to everyone that Moonlighting has finally dropped on Hulu, and if you have not caught that series. Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. It is so good. And it this is. is the first time it's been available on streaming. It's all five seasons are up there and running, so don't miss it. Is he going to die? We all are, I mean, what? No, somebody uh, told me he's dying. Let's just say his health is not good. His that's health is heard. not good. And I think yeah. that that's the one thing that is realistic. What's wrong with him? He's uh, got uh, frontotemporal dementia. Right. Oh. Now that I'm a doctor. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Now that I'm a doctor. <laughs> now that I'm a doctor. Okay. Um, let me just flip to my, my doctor lingo. Yes. But he originally was diagnosed with aphasia, um, and then they got a more specific diagnosis um, that it is a form of dementia. And he is struggling from what it sounds like. And his wife, Emma Hemming, talked about how very difficult it is God. being a caregiver but the family has really ra rallied around him demi moore's pitching in his kids are pitching in his adult children so um he's in good hands at least that's sad because i've always liked him i know that he can be a massive pain in the ass to a lot of people i've known people that know him and i guess he can be a huge pain in the ass. but in other cases he's very very nice to people so and he's extremely talented and that's why yeah, i i'm just kind of like trying to like encourage people to go over and watch Moonlighting because I think it's some of the best work in his career. It's a great show. Moonlighting was it, a really good show. The chemistry, he and Sybil Shepard could not stand each other mm -hmm. behind the scenes, right. but the electric chemistry they had on screen is unbelievable. That's what I understand. Relatable. Hello. <laughs> Bing. You get one pinky. I'll that take wasn't it. even a pinky. This is a I'll pinky. Take what you can. All right, Kristen, what a magnificent report as always. Thank and we'll you. talk we'll to you tomorrow. We'll see you all tomorrow morning. Thanks a lot. We'll take a break. Be right back right after this. This that is the yes. Tom Bernard Morning Show. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. It's Tommy B for Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Normally, I'd be saying the boys of summer are done, and it's time for root beer floats with the kids after football or soccer practice. But with your Win Twins Minnesota Twins still in the playoffs, it might be time for some adult sweet beverages to cheer on our hometown team made with delicious gluten-free Killebrew Root Beer, of course. Might I recommend you consider this recipe for your... Killebrew Root Beer Rum Creams. You just need three ingredients. It starts with black spice rum, then add frothy cold Killebrew Root Beer next. A drop of Bailey's. Oh my gosh. You found October heaven in a glass. 
Whether you watch at home or at Target Field or just take it in the fall colors, try the root beer and cream soda my family absolutely loves, Killabrew. Head to killabrewrootbeer.com for your nearest store and pick up a six-pack or a case. Herbie, you're up to bat. There's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killabrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now. Stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Brian. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Just about five, six, seven minutes to go, somewhere in there. Five, Anything? six, seven. Somewhere eight, in there. Eight, five, six, seven, eight. Let's all dance. What? That's like a dance thing. Five, right. six, seven, eight is like five, a beginning. Five, six, yeah. seven, eight. Exactly. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Why yeah. me? See? There you go. Okay. Why do I have to put up with this is what I'd like to know. You literally, well, maybe not me, but you chose both of these two humans. Like, you want, it's a, this is, these are the people I want on the show. You love these humans. No, you I literally, didn't. yes, you I are voted obsessed against it. with them. I voted against both of them. No. Please leave. It was not. Yes, please get out. Why are you here? Please get out. We had an argument about who loves you more, your dad or me. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I do love that. Quite a bit. I'm going home. That's all I have to say now. I have never looked at these before. I'm going to look at... I I don't know why I've never looked at five random facts for Wednesday. Yeah, let's check it out. Sometimes you ever look at those? We have because I don't. Sometimes we've looked at them and they're good. Sometimes they're bad. But you know what? Let's give it a let's give it a roll. Okay, here we go. Here are some random facts for you. Even sign language has tough uh, has tongue twisters. I didn't know that. Ah, uh, oh, Dr. Seuss's license plate was Grinch. Oh, oh. You mean Ted Geisel. Is it Ted Guy, Dr. Ted Geisel? Yeah. Uh, even That's sign language has tongue twisters. As a, in ASL, they're referred to as finger fumblers. But the idea is the same, a word or phrase that's difficult to articulate without getting tripped up. What do they mean by that? Probably just like a hard thing to do with like your transition. Yeah. Like water to apple or something. Yeah. Something. What? Yeah, some like th- this is water, apple. I was just trying to think of two I knew. Apple is pointing to your it's, ear? You do an A and then you go in there. Yeah, you just touch your chin with an A. Why? Because it's A, apple. I mean, probably because yeah, like... Makes no sense. Well, what do you want apple I, to be? Yeah, what would you rather... <laughs> okay, that could be. I am just so for if we can get switch from ASL to like TSL, Tom, Tom sign language. I like it. Everything is like a variation of making the shadow with their hand. Like right. this is the shape of the thing. Car. It's just it holding up pictures of what. <laughs> what well, I want. invented that one sign language thing. Yeah, the middle finger is definitely. <laughs> I knew yeah. you're gonna do that. You got it. Uh, Gogo has. Boy. It's so cute because she does like. 
she like her water is she'll just aggressively hit her face and then rub her belly for please and it's oh, like yeah. water please wow please oh, it's just Wawa. desperate yeah like fun we didn't do water because i was like i feel like that's kind of tricky so yeah. i did drink that makes sense because it's like you're just holding a fake glass and, but she would like just <laughs> desperation like, okay okay <laughs> so milk is like you're milking a cow yeah. And so Gogo will literally with both hands be doing this, like how Aww. bad she needs milk. We're like, okay. Maybe ma'am. if you actually like gave your kids some nourishment, she wouldn't have to be so aggressive in seen? her sign language. Kevin, have you seen my child? Yes, I have, I have seen Gogo. She, she's a little pumpkin. She's got some nourishment, isn't it? <laughs> she is nourishment. nourished. Okay, number two, the theme song from the Jetsons made it to number nine in the Billboard charts in 1986. <laughs> what? Ain't like, no way. I didn't know that. What Meet were you George guys? Jetson. Yeah. Jane, the billboard? his wife. I always thought they said to? Jane is right. Yes, I remember Same. Jane and I is right. Like, it, yeah. You and your mother both thought that, by well, the way. She, <laughs> she Catherine's right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the person who invented dunking your donut in coffee was a silent film star named Mae Murray. She dropped her donut in, a coffee, uh, in her coffee in the 1920s, liked the taste, started spreading the word... You believe that? How'd she spread the word in a silent film? Exactly. It's kind of tough, isn't it? She's using Tom's sign language. (laughs) Donuts. Silent. Coffee. There you go. Um, Let's see. What else we got? We got Dr. Seuss license plate was Grinch, as we pointed out, which I think is kind of cute. It is very cute. No doubt. And the Quad Cities is made up of five cities, not four like uh, the name suggests, Davenport and Bettendorf, Iowa, Rock Island, Moline, and East Moline, Illinois. Yeah, but East Moline used to be just part of Moline. That's why it was the Quad Cities. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what Quad Cities I've are at all. I've never heard of that in my so, life. You've never heard of the Quad? You've you heard of the Quad Cities? <clears throat> no, I've heard of the Quad really? City. I've heard of the Quad City DJs. I assume they're not from Iowa, though. Well, this is uh, way, know. way far east Iowa and way far west, Illinois. So why are they noted? Like, why? What is, what, what's important? Well, because there are four cities. There. I think it was all about shipping. <laughs> okay. If I remember correctly. I'm not certain of that, but I think it was it had something to do with shipping because I believe the uh, big rivers run through that area. So it was like something that interacted with each other quite a bit. I think so, yeah. Okay. The four cities, the quad cities did. No, no, East, I don't know, East Moline, maybe. But I always thought they were the same damn thing. Okay, ready? <clears throat> the quad cities is a region of cities. In the United States of Iowa and Illinois, Davenport and Bettendorf in southeast Iowa and Rock Island, Moline, <clears throat> and East Moline in northwestern Illinois. These cities are the center of the Quad Cities metropolitan area, which as of 2013 had a population. Who cares? Well, yeah, yeah. Why is it there? Why is it? No. And I scrolled through what you're reading, what? Alex, and there is nothing notable nothing that has happened in the Quad about Cities. Why would anyone would care? Have you heard of the duo cities? <laughs> it's uh, no. Eden Prairie in Bloomington. Hey! Oh <laughs> I think that's the Duchel City. <laughs> the Duchel City. Yeah, that's what it's that is. It's just constantly telling you what the cities are yeah. and where they are. But not but why not they're there. No. Why? It sounds like that area just wasn't getting enough respect, and so they gave themselves a name to try and garner some attention. Yeah, but why build four cities right together? That's weird. I don't know. Why do we build St. Paul and Minneapolis so close together? Because we're so cool, breezy, and it has to do with the river. That's why I think this has yeah. to do with the river as well. Twin cities? Maybe you've heard of it, Tevin. <laughs> right. Where to go, Tevin? This yeah, area- Tevin. <laughs> That doesn't even make Kevin. any sense, Brittany. Kevin, you're out of the mix. You're yeah. out of the mix, and we don't like you. <laughs> Everyone in this room likes each other. I will mute everybody's like microphone. That's why you're in that room. Yeah. He's doing oh, that my now. Gosh, yeah. Andy is not in today because Andy's having a little work done. <laughs> nose job. You make it sound like he's getting his nose done. <laughs> he wants. <laughs> your nose job. He wants some big ones. 
It's a, yeah, he's got big old titties. He's gonna have them. Oh, oh, no, he's uh, why he's, not mix it up. They're removing his gallbladder, which I guess is not even that big a deal. You know, yeah, it's like you your just, tonsils. Yeah, that's what they out, say. Yeah, scoop it. You're good to go. See you later. So Andy will be back. He thinks he might be back as early as Friday, but I would probably oh. say next month. He he was like, yeah, the doctor said like whatever. If like recovery time is going to be a week, he's like, but I think I could make it back in like a day or two. And we're like, no, no, no. <laughs> just, no. Just also, also, it's Andy. Yeah, it is. Four Andy. things will go wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And well, knock on wood, he'll have to, you know that's just how he rolls. So he'll be coming he's, in. He's like ticking, and we're like, I think there was a watch left in the. <laughs> To this day, he insists that his mother and I made him play soccer, and he broke his leg. Oh, leg. Oh, not his arm, it's his leg. Yeah. He insists he broke his leg. Yeah. It's like, no, you did not break your leg. And they never brought him to the doctor. Yeah, we never brought him to the hospital because he had a broken leg. I've heard that story from his point of view before I heard yours, so I've sided with him already. (laughs) So so I've actually... He did have a broken leg that we... Every day I go, what a monster. <laughs> Tom was oh, funny today, but I always remember what a, what monster. a monster. There's a kid in Fawn's class right now with a broken leg. It's the third time he's broken a part of one of his oh, legs in a God. year. Oh, God. That's not good. I'm like, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> What's going on? All right. We got to wrap this up. Got to take that five-minute break we take now between the morning show and the family show. But, but we'll be back in five minutes to kick that thing off. Thanks for listening. 